Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of a great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'm Silver. A group of scientists in Washington searching for a new chemical element found themselves in need of meteoric ore, a chest of pieces broken from a large meteor that had fallen in California was stolen on the way to St. Louis. When the same thing happened a second time, government authorities were certain that enemy agents were trying to prevent the research. The Lone Ranger and Tonto were asked to aid in protecting the third shipment of the limited supply of meteorite. The Lone Ranger and Tonto sat on a hillside overlooking a town near the border between California and Arizona. It was there that the heavy wooden chest containing chunks of meteorite was to be loaded on the Butterfield stage that had just arrived. The stage won't pause any longer than necessary, Tonto. We'd uh, better be ready to ride. Uh, Scout, Silver, all saddled. Sugan's all tied in place. That's good. Uh, We ride alongside stage? No, Tonto. We'll keep out of sight as much as possible. 
We'll ride ahead, then wait for the stage to catch up. Ah. A government man do same thing? I don't know, Kimosabe. He may travel on a course parallel to the stage, or he may ride in the stage as a passenger. Between now and the end of the journey, I've got to locate him and identify myself. He's the one who will tell us what to do with the chest of ore when it reaches St. Louis. And let him say you know him by silver bullet. Yes. He said he'd be wearing a silver bullet. I wonder what he meant by that. Maybe him wear it in gun belt. That might be what he meant. I wish the last part of that letter hadn't been burned. Look, Kimasabi. Huh? Passengers get on stage. Yes, I see them. Why stage carry passengers on a trip like this? The government authorities thought a special stage might attract too much attention. Oh. That's why they're sending the chest on a regular run with Jim Clark as a driver. You say chest hold part of Meteor? Yes, Toto. What's that like? Well, it's like rock. Porous rock. It contains many minerals. Oh. It worth more than gold ore? No, Toto. It's practically worthless from the standpoint of mineral ore. But it's valuable to the scientists. You see, scientists all over the world are trying to find a new element. Ah. They already know quite a bit about it. They think it may have unusual properties and will lead the way to many great discoveries. Oh. Maybe it's a good idea we see who ride on stage, huh? I learned about the passengers when I was in town last night. Oh. There are only two passengers. A girl named uh, Mary Deming and a man named Martin. Me see tall man standing next to stage. Uh, that's Martin. Oh, and plenty thin. I think he's a professional gambler, but not much is known about him. Him and girl both go to St. Louis? Yes, Toto. Maybe Martin, federal man. Mm, he might be. We go close, see if him wears silver bullet? No, not now, Toto. Jim Clark, the driver, is going to try to find out for us. We'll talk to him at night when the coach makes a stopover. Ah. Toto, there's a wooden chest. Ah, and it's plenty heavy. Two men carry it from station. They're not putting it in the boot. They're putting it inside the stage. Otto, that chest holds the element that our country's greatest scientists are waiting for. Just stand back now. Give us room there. We've got to get this chest aboard. I'd heave it up. All right, shove it away. There. Get aboard now. We're all set to go. Yeah, let me give you a hand up, miss. Stand aside. I'll help the lady. Yeah, it's Thank all you. right with me as long as you both get aboard without delay. Yep, we're all ready. May I remove the step and tell the driver to get going. All right, Slim. And the name is Martin. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> all right, driver. Take it away. Get up now. Get up With two passengers and the heavy chest, the Butterfield stage clattered along the trail to Yuma, Arizona. And after a layover, Jim Clark guided the six in hand almost due east across the open stretches of the Arizona Territory into Tucson and on to El Paso. Here we are, folks. This is El Paso. 
The passengers found rooms in the hotel. The horses were stabled. But Jim Clark and the guard, following specific instructions, prepared to spend the night inside the stagecoach where they could guard the heavy chest. The Lone Ranger and Tonto moved through the darkness toward the stage, then paused. The masked man sounded a signal. You sure Jim know what that means? Yes, Tonto. I'm sure he will. Him answer? Wait here, Tonto. Ah. Jim. Well, it's good to see you. Caught a glimpse of you and Tonto a couple of times since we left the border. But you were a long ways off. Hey, Jim, that's Critter's mast. Oh, sure, he's mast, Pete. He's the man I told you about. What the... I've oh. uh, heard about you, Pete. You and Jim have a pretty responsible job. Uh, Pete's a shotgun guard. Yes, I know. We uh, haven't seen any sign of trouble so far. Jim, I've got to know if your passenger is wearing a silver bullet. You mean uh, Rodney Martin? Yes. Well, how do you mean, wearing a silver bullet? He don't wear a gun belt. He might be wearing it as a watch fob or carrying it on his watch chain. I never noticed. Jim, I've got to find out whether he has a silver bullet. We'll be on the lookout. But don't let him know what you're looking for. I savvy. Do you plan to do any night driving? Nope. We'll stop over to the station every night. And one of you will stand guard? Yep. We take turns at sleeping. We're taking no chances with his chest. Tonto and I'll be nearby at every stop. I, uh, understood there was to be a government man on guard. Have you seen anything of him? No. Have you? <laughs> I got a suspicion I'm carrying him right in my stage. Martin? Yeah. Jim, uh, I'll check with you again before we reach St. Louis. If you haven't seen Martin wearing a silver bullet by that time... I'll try something different. Day after day, the stage pushed on across the state of Texas, with the Lone Ranger and Tonto never far away. Then the trail bent toward the north to cross the border into Arkansas. Each night found Jim Clark and his shotgun guard stretched out in the coach, with their feet resting on the precious box, one sleeping while the other watched. Each night found the Lone Ranger and Tonto camped nearby. The trip across Arkansas was uneventful. Then the stagecoach crossed into Missouri on the last leg of the long journey, with no indication of the intrigue and death that lay ahead. In Missouri, two men rode slowly through the night. They were known as Vince and Rankin, the pair that had tried to interfere with the Lone Ranger at the very beginning of his adventure. Where is this cave that's supposed to be full of evil spirits? Dead ahead, Vince. Give me there in a couple of minutes. Uh-huh. How long do we have to wait there? Till the boss comes, and that won't be long. He'll be there right after we meet the stage. You've been to the cave, haven't you? Yeah. What sort of place is it? Will you see it? <laughs> I, uh, I hope you're not superstitious, Vince. 
me. <laughs> I'm not superstitious. That's what the early settlers said when they heard the Indian stories about that haunted cave. Then when they investigated, they decided to give her a wide berth. <laughs> no one goes there now. That's why the boss picked it for a hideout. <laughs> sure. What's it like? Well, in the first place, you hear all sorts of curious noises. If it's dark, you see things shining in the corners and the walls and the ceilings and... Well, where do you get there? You see for yourself. According to the schedule, the stage is due to pass near here tomorrow. That's right. It stopped in Gopher City tonight. It'll come by here by noon tomorrow. That's when we move. It was in Gopher City that the Lone Ranger held his second meeting with Jim Clark and the guard while the stagecoach was drawn up near the stable for the night. I've uh, watched Mr. Martin like a hawk, but I'm hanged if I've seen any sign of a silver bullet on him. Has he said anything to make either of you think he might be the federal man? Not a word. There's you, Pete. No, he strikes me as a downright fine gentleman. He's polite as all get out, especially when he's talking to Miss Deming. Have either of you seen anyone else along the trail? Yeah. Me and Pete have seen one hombre three different times. You have? What does he look like? Well, I couldn't see much about him. Because he never came close. He rides a black horse. We know that much. I've got a hunch that he's just waiting for a chance to make trouble. All the more reason to find out about Martin. I must know if he carries a silver bullet. Well, we might ask him point blank. No, no, that won't do. You got any ideas? Yes, Jim, I have. Todd and I'll meet you on the trail tomorrow. We'll make believe it's a holdup. Well, what good will that do? We'll search Martin. Oh. And we'll fire a couple of shots. Pete, uh, you pretend you've been disarmed. And you, Jim, rein up the horses. We'll take care of things from there on. At noon the following day, Vince and Rankin became alert as they heard the stagecoach approaching. Uh, it's a Butterfield stage, all right. That's the one we want. Get ready, Vince. As soon as it comes close, we'll jump out of ambush and start shooting. <laughs> Great day, Rankin. Rankin, do you know who them two are? They're, they're stopping the stage. They, they shot away the guard's rifle. Yeah, they're the two we met once before. The masked man and the Indian named Chano. Sure enough. Come on, Vince. This is our chance to square up with them two and get that chest at the same time. Well, how come they're sticking up the stage? I thought they were... Never mind to... that. Come on, we're going to get them, and that's all that counts. Yeah. Uh, get up! Come on, get up! The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue our story. Jim Clark had driven the Butterfield stage all the way from California without learning whether or not Rodney Martin wore the silver bullet, which would identify him as a government agent. Near the journey's end, the Lone Ranger and Jim planned to a fake holdup as an excuse to search the passenger. The masked man and Tonto raced up to the stage, firing shots into the air. Right up there! Up that stage! This weight was bad for me. Make out like it's your real hold on this, Sammy. Whoa there! Whoa! Whoa! Whoa there, you! Don't make no resistance. He smashed my gun. I can't defend us. All those horses quiet. We're not carrying anything to value. I'll see for myself. Otto, hold a gun on that garden driver while I see about the passengers today, Uh, fella. He wants them. Mr. Martin, look, he's mad. So he is. Now, what, sir, is the meaning of this? Don't resist. Maybe it won't hurt you. Sorry to bother you, but you'll have to step down, Martin. I'm going to search you. You may stay where you are, Miss Deming. He knows us. Oh, it's money you want to Step down, Martin. Very well. Unknown to the Lone Ranger... Vince and Rankin had planned a real robbery to get the contents of the chest that had been brought from California. Seeing the stagecoach halted, they rode in hard. Because of the clatter of the stagecoach team, the Lone Ranger didn't hear the approaching horses. He couldn't see them until they came around the stage, shouting and firing as they reined up. All right, get them up. Heist your hands. Heist them. Look, look at Vince Rankin. Oh, oh, you hit You've got him. You've got the mask, man. A bullet brushed the Lone Ranger's hand. It wasn't a direct hit, but the shock made him drop the gun he held. Leave that other gun in leather. Get both hands high. Do as they say, Tonto. Get your hands up. You hurt? Just scratched. I should never have dropped my gun. Thank goodness you two came in time. That masked man and Indian were about to rob us. Oh, they were, huh? You disarmed the garden driver. Just a minute, Martin. I know these two. They're named Vince and Rankin. They intend to loot the stage. And what were your intentions? Hey, you hear that, Pete? I hear it. Get him! Right. Watch that guard! Why that? I'll show you. Jim and the guard went for their guns. One shot struck Vince in the arm. Then Martin leaped forward. Give me a gun. Let me fight. Stand aside, Martin. Get away. You're in the way, Martin. Move aside. I can help, I tell you. The Lone Ranger quickly snatched a gun and fired at Rankin's pistol. Oh! Then Mary Deming, leaping from the stage, threw herself against the masked man. I have him. Help! Help me hold this bandit. Here, give me a gun, I tell you. Give Martin's me a gun. eagerness to get a weapon from the guard or driver and Mary Deming's desperate grasp on the Lone Ranger's gun hand gave Vincent Rankin the opportunity to spare the horses and escape. It took but a moment for the Lone Ranger to step away from the panic-stricken girl and for Jim Clark to push Rodney Martin to the side. But by that time, Vince and Rankin had made good their escape. Confound it, Martin. Where in tarnation you have to jump all over oh, me and Pete? I'm sorry. If you hadn't gotten our way, we'd have nailed those two that tried to rob the stage. I wanted a gun to help fight. And you, Miss Deming. That masked man might have got those crooks if you hadn't grabbed his gun arm. Well, I, I thought those two were trying to help us. I thought this masked man was the robber. I was so frightened. I didn't I... stop the stage to rob anyone. I stopped it to search this man. Well, for what? I'm looking for a man who wears a silver bullet. Stand still while I search you. Uh, me search him. You got wounds. That's a scratch, Toto. Sorry about this, Martin. 
I know nothing about a silver bullet. I'll find out for myself. Well, I guess you've told the truth. You're not an outlaw? Jim, hold the stage right here until Toto and I return. We'll try to overtake those crooks. We ought to be getting on to St. Louis. The cargo counts a lot more than capturing them two. Ready there, Silver. We'll not be gone long, Jim. Rankin was hit in the arm. I don't think you'll travel far without stopping to dress the wound. Are you ready, Toto? Uh-huh. Be ready. Better be full. Monsieur, count. Easy, steady now. Tracks go right into that cave, Toto. That's right. We we take horses inside. No, we leave them here. Maybe maybe cave headquarters. Toto, you hear that? Ah, comes from the cave. Ah, we hear plenty Indian story about Spirit Cave somewhere near here. Maybe this cave. I remember something about it. Indians say bad spirit live in cave. It'd be a smart move for men who wanted to hide to use a cave people were afraid of. Ah. Come on, go inside. Keep your guns handy. Those two may be waiting. Ah. Isn't it, Toto? Mm. It's scary Indian like voiceless spirit. It's probably nothing but the wind blowing across a natural chimney. Look there, Kimosabe. Purple lights and corner. Something phosphorescent. It's foxfire. Mm. It glow in dark. Here it is. A big pile of decayed wood. Yeah. That helped make Indian think spirit live in cave. Yes, Toto. Why wood glow in dark? The glow comes from a fungus that grows on decayed wood. Cave go deep and into mountain. Yes, I'd like to follow it. See if we can find Vincent Rankin. We can't take the time. Important to capture those crooks. It's more important to get that chest of ore to St. Louis. That's right. And recent fires and cooking in this cave. I want to know more about the men who camped here. Um, we come back? Yes, Kimosabe. We'll return to the stage and tell Jim to get on to St. Louis. And we'll come back and investigate that tunnel. Ah. We can overtake the stagecoach after our search. A tunnel big enough for man on horseback. Seems to be. Come on, fellow. Steady, Silver. Easy, big fellow. Uh. Come on, boy. Get him up to scout. The Lone Ranger and Tonto followed the hillside trail to the valley where they had left the stagecoach. The big butterfield didn't come into view until the masked man rounded the bend. And then it was less than a quarter of a mile away. It was easy to see that something was wrong. Stout! Jim Clark, the driver, and Pete, the guard, lay on the ground. Not far away, the passenger, Rodney Martin, was sprawled motionless. Oh, 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 Take a look at the guard while I see how badly Jim's been hurt. Uh-huh. Look, plenty bad. Jim's been shot in the chest. We'll soon know if any... Jim. Dead. How about the guard, Toto? Pete, shot through heart. One shot for each of them. 
girl inside stage. See about the other passenger. Uh, maybe him dead too. Please, please cut these ropes. Oh, it's you again, the masked man. Yes, Miss Deming. Thank uh, goodness someone's alive to tell us what happened. Just a minute, and I'll cut you free. Oh, it was terrible. It was frightful. I'll never forget it. The wanton, cold-blooded <clears throat> murder. I don't know how any of us survived. There. Thank you. I, my, that is, there's also a rope about my ankle. I'll get it. Rub your wrist to restore the circulation. All right. You know the man who did this? I, I may be of some help to you. It's more here. There you are. Two of them were here before. Those two you chased. Benson Rankin? Yes. Yes, they came back. And there was another man with them. This time they didn't stop to talk. They shot the garden driver. Then they hit Mr. Martin with the barrel of a gun and tied me. Then Martin wasn't shot? No. Here, I'll help you down. <coughs> How's Martin, Tonto? Oh, him not hurt bad. Oh, thank goodness for that. I guess he'll be all right. Seems to be regaining consciousness. That poor driver and the guard. Steady, Miss Deming. What shall we do? What can we do? We'll see that you get to St. Louis. Martin, not hurt bad. Him just hit in head. I, I think I'll be myself in a few minutes. What about the others? Jim and Peter dead. We're going to get the men who shot them. Oh, uh, Miss Deming said that three men came here. Yes. Yes, that's right. Three men. The two you saw. Who was the third? He was a stocky man. I'd say about average weight. Anyone you knew? No, but... But we'd seen him several times since leaving California. We saw his horse in the distance a number of times. A very black horse. Yes, I believe Jim described the horse that way. At least the chest is still here. Oh. What did they do after they tied you, Miss Deming? The chest. They opened it. They did? They smashed the lock with bullets. Let me see. What matter, Kemosabe? Empty. It was full of rocky stuff. It looked like melted stone with a lot of holes in it. And there was quite a bit of rocky dust... They took out everything. What did they do with it? They loaded it into saddlebags. I see. What in the world was is it? What was so valuable that men would commit murder to get it? But just a mineral ore, Miss Deming. But it came to this earth years ago from outer space. Outer space? It's believed that it came from the constellation Andromeda. Andromeda? Well, what about those thieves? You're going after them again? Martin, can you drive the stagecoach to St. Louis? Well, I'll be glad to try if it'll help. It will mean that Tonto and I can get after the thieves. Oh, then do so. Do so at once. You'll uh, have to take the dead garden driver with you. Of course. We'll wrap them in blankets and put them in the stage. You can ride on the driver's seat with Martin. Very well. You know, in spite of that mask, you seem to be on the right side. I think I am. I hope you catch those murdering thieves. Have you any idea where to look for them? Yes. You know where to find them? I think we can go straight to their hideout. The Lone Ranger and Tonto have a shocking surprise when they return to the cave where the wind makes eerie sounds and foxfire glows in dark corners. Be sure to tune in to the next episode in the adventure of the meteor from outer space and see what happens with the arrival of the man who wears the silver bullet.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.